Welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. We're back again after a, a big week in the week of golf and alongside me as always is AC. AC, how you going, mate? I'm great. Uh, great weekend of golf, but uh, yeah, the old uh, Cyclone Gabriel's in at the moment, so it's a bit of a tough scene uh, <laughs> around the country at the moment, but it's all good. We're going well. And... A familiar voice on the podcast, but his, his weekly pod debut, the voice sounds like it's busted out a few too many choruses of op shop, but joining us from his from his Auckland studio is Monty. Monty, mate, great to have you on. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Appreciate the invite once again. Um, you know, battening down the hatches here in Auckland, but, you know, we're, we're doing okay. Yeah, boys. How is the how is old uh, the the storm and over in NZ? Is it is it been blown up by the media or is it actually a cyclone? Like, well, speaking from a Hamilton perspective, it's it's not that bad. It's just very wet, which has been a lot lately and a bit windier than usual. But we haven't copped the brunt of it by the sounds. What about your ways, Monty? Yeah, you'll hear from me more on the on the topic in, in a few minutes' time. I think, it's, but it's it's fair to say it's pretty benign. And, uh, <laughs> the media are overdoing it. So, did the did the weather prevent you boys from getting out on the course this weekend? Yeah, no golf for me. I I didn't even get out to the range, which is a rarity for me at the moment. What about you, Monty? Yeah, I am. Um, I snuck out for a very dusty nine holes on 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 some on Saturday afternoon, both dusty and in the sense that I'd had a few too many beersies the night before and also I played ex- extremely dusty too. So nine <laughs> holes was was more than enough for my weekend. So boys, we're a cu- we're a couple of months out from the Hillary Cup. How would you say that the game's tracking? The Hillary Cup, FY, is just our – it's our mate's equivalent of a Ryder Cup. But, um, oh, not good, I think. But I'm confident I can get it right. I think it's kind of like a – it's like an assignment deadline. Like uh, the practice will really start ramping up when the procrastination's finished and you're starting to get a bit worried. What about you, Mont? Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with where I'm at, if I'm honest. Uh yeah, defending, <laughs> defending skipper games in in reasonable shape, and you know putting in quite a few reps over the last four to six months, and you know I I'm pretty comfortable with where my handicap sits, which is uh, I guess the most important thing. <laughs> Lovely stuff, lads. Well, I'm um I'm not not really sure. I'm not really sure how much golf I'm going to get to play before the Hillary being. Being confined to public transport makes uh, playing golf quite hard. So I am on the on the hunt for a car, and if anyone's got a bargain in the New South Wales or Sydney region, let me know. But um, hopefully, tee it up this week, and 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 we'll we'll see where my game sits. But Monty, I, I want to talk to you, mate. You 
you're in training for a marathon early early days yet but how, how are the pins holding up yeah I think we need to emphasize the early days here but I've maybe somewhat ambitiously embarked on on the Hawks Bay Marathon in, in about three or four months' time. I'm not a runner by nature, never have been and never will be, but just thought, why not? One and done. You know, it's I've got five days a week in my plan, um, sort of up to about 40Ks a week at, at the moment, ramping to sort of 70 over the next couple of months. Uh, I'm actually trending okay, you know, I, Got thirteen and a half under my belt yesterday, and I've I've pulled up okay this morning. So, but it, you know, and invariably a hammy will be pulled or a calf will be twanged at some point, which which might make it uh, somewhat more challenging. Have you got as long as it doesn't get in the way of some golf? Yeah. Have you got a Have you got a routine, a stretching routine that before and after, or are you are you cold plunging or what? <laughs> What are you doing in terms of recovery? Nothing in the way of recovery whatsoever. I'll stretch for maybe five minutes beforehand. Okay. But I needed I need to develop some more structure and discipline in my life. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull something very quickly. Well, well but the rig's but the rig's turning a corner slightly. So is it? What you know, are, you, are, you, are you noticing some perks when you? When you get the full body shot in the mirror, when you're about to have a shower, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's you know certainly good for the for the morale <laughs> as we head into the end of summer. Well, mate, that's inspiring. I'm 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 gonna have to I'm gonna have to pound the pavement before the Hillary. I'm one of our other Hillary members asked me what sort of neck I'm gonna aim to be in when I get to the Hillary, and and I said I don't really want to put a number on it, and he said. If if you confront for under eighty fives, you're in you're in neck to win win a Hillary. So um, that's <laughs> that's where I stand. <laughs> Boys, we'll we'll move on to the golf. Um, the waste management this week, Scotty Scheffler just gets it done. Absolutely nails pretty much from the start to end. Uh, how much of the golf did you boys catch? Um, I I caught probably I caught bits and pieces up to about the fourteenth, and then I watched the last five holes pretty uninterrupted. Uh, obviously, probably wasn't quite the last two holes everyone wanted. It would have been better if it was a bit closer, but yeah, I enjoyed watching it for sure. What about you, Monty? Did you catch much? Yeah, I I didn't catch a whole heap today, just glances, but I did basically watch. It all from hole one to eighteen uh, yesterday. So, you know, Chef wasn't at his best then, but um, you know, clearly a, a very clinical display of golf. And I think he's a guy who probably needs a few more reps. If I'm honest. Yeah, fair enough. He's he's won a lot in the last year, um, but you're right. He kind of does fly under the radar. Do you do you put that down to anything? AC. I think a little bit of his personality, like he, like he's not the most charismatic guy. If you're comparing him to someone like Spieth or Rory, and I think that kind of lends itself to that a bit, and probably just his consistency, kind of, I don't know, it kind of almost plays against him because he doesn't do anything really spectacular. He's just such a 
professional golfer and just get finds a way to get it done. Would that be a fair take or? Yeah, I was just about to say, I, was, I think one thing, it's easy to forget, he's only 26 too. He, look, he looks a lot older than that, poor guy. But, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's still relatively youthful. Um, and even though it was his first win since Augusta, which was, you know, 10 or so months ago now, since then he's had six finishes of either tied third or better. And a couple of those have, or make that tied third and then this win today. So, you know, he hasn't won since then, but he's had six T3s or better and then clearly got over the line today. Um, and, you know, if you look at his game from a numbers point of view, to your point, AC, he doesn't do a lot overly special, but he's better than the PGA Tour average in driving distance, driving accuracy, putting around the green and the approach shot with his... And you know, his approaches are basically set him in the best on tour. So, you know, he's he's just very solid um, and gets the job done. And he's, I think, to, to his credit, he's very good under the gun too. You know, he's, he's you know, in, in his wins. And then even today, it wasn't, wasn't tight by any means, but he's he is developing a, a quite a good track record. Um when he's really there or thereabouts. And just, I kind of was thinking about it today. It's amazing how quickly like the golf kind of landscape changes. Like 12 months ago, same tournament. It was his first tour win. And now he's, he's notched up his fifth today and he's world number one. Like it's, it just shows like with live on the, like lurking, you know, it, it's still, there's always a star coming. Like you said, AC, but he's just so unassuming, flies under the radar, but just has such a high ceiling and consistent game, and it just it just looks like it's going to hold up under pretty much any kind of condition. And I will say, Nick, like he he was pretty, he did have a little bit of rub of the green today, which you have to like. He hit five of fourteen fairways, but every time he missed, like he always just got like a little break where. You know, he had a clear line or a decent line in the rough, and you just need that to win events as well. Um, and he led the field. So he led the field in strokes gained tee to green and 13th in putting. So you, as we've banged on about it, like that's just as sore as it comes. A really good week for Nick Taylor, second this week for the Canadian. Um, just sensational. Um seeing like a someone in the mix among someone who's not a, a big name player in the mix amongst all those guns that was and really holding his own. He was great on the greens this week and um it just kind of shows how good these designated events are gonna be because because like you can just have a guy like that pop up in in the mix AC. What what were your thoughts on the on the Canadian? Oh, he was so impressive. Obviously, 65 today, so six under. He's actually a member there, which I didn't know um, until today, but he hadn't finished inside the top 40 until today, which is quite incredible. Um, and I guess, to me, he showed the counter-argument to kind of the the average Joe tour player who's like, oh, we're going to get screwed over in these designated events because... He played 28 events last year for 800K. 
and this week he collects 2.2 mil. He banks the um, world ranking points as well, and also he just goes away with that confidence that he's played in the final group with Scheffler and Rahm and shot six under today. Like That will do him a world of good. Yeah, he just didn't go away. It was it was so impressive. I was, I really liked watching him watching him play today. Yeah, so Monty, did you have any thoughts on on Nick Taylor this week? Ah, I'm going to be honest. I didn't catch a lot of him, um, but but what I would say is you know further to AC's point is you know how often do you see guys who put themselves in the mix of of big big events and. Yeah, I don't think you can disregard this event now, given the scale of of the crowd and then the designated status, and then you know who ultimately just fade away quite quickly. And you know his his countryman Adam Hebwin, who's a slightly more established player, did that, and he was you know able to to stand tall against a reasonably stern test. So you know, hats off to him. You know, it's very rare that you see a guy stick around for that length of time with that level or lack thereof of experience. Absolutely. And, yeah, it just looked like his game held up really well. So, no, a great week for for Nick Taylor. Um, A bit of a resurgence from Ricky Fowler and Jason Day. 20 feels like it got me feeling like a kid again. 2014, I I love it. AC? Thoughts on on the, these boys' weeks? Yeah, as you mentioned, and we've kind of talked about it at length on pods as well, is it's just great to see, particularly, well, we've talked about Day a lot, but also just to see Fowler back in the mix. He's still the coolest guy in golf, in my opinion. Uh, that hole-in-one was just so sick. Um, and, yeah, I like it's just good for the game. Having another Australian up there is always good. And Ricky Fowler, like, um, obviously a fan favourite. Yeah, a fan favourite. Um, I, I, oh, big fan of Ricky, but the putter, it just, it doesn't seem like I'm watching Ricky Fowler play with with that putter. Just the long putter. Oh, I just think he was the coolest customer going around when he had that, just the feet together, short move, just... Oh, it, it, I miss that, and I um, I think that we'll we'll see it back before too long. Huge call, eh? That's uh, are you are you willing to put a time on it? <laughs> uh yeah, the open, the the old putter <laughs> will be back by the open. Big call. Well, I mean, I agree with you in in principle, Cal, but this is a man who's uh dug pretty deep over the last few years and, and turned himself around and in all respects on the golf course and you know his putter eluded him through his, his rough patch and I think there's probably method to the to the madness so you know I think that's bold but hey you know it's just... time will tell yeah I think it's bold as well it's obviously been such a rough time for him and I think if he thought the putter was going to come right, he would have stuck with it because he's obviously a great putter uh, when he was at his peak. But I just think he needs a different look and he's got that scar tissue over the other one. So I was really impressed with the way he rolled the rock this week. Like, eye test-wise, there was a lot of burning edges. So 
don't know. I'm, I, I hope he just sticks with it for a while. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. I just, <laughs> I just, I just miss the way he, he rolled the rock with that that Scotty. But uh, it, it was, I'd trade it off to see him in the mix every week because it was it was great to see and the the crowd really got around it. And Jason Day just turning his turning the screws just been a great start to the year for him. Yeah, and I'll Jason Day. It was, it was only about a two minute interview, but. He sounded so positive after the round, round four. And, like, he also mentioned how, you know, him and Ricky were paired up and they both could kind of – they both knew what each other had gone through and they'd been on that journey together, which was kind of – it was pretty cool. Like, it's a bit sappy of me, but I just thought it was a nice touch from Jason Day talking about that as well because, man, they both have been in the wilderness at times. Yeah, they have just a little bit of a mutual respect between colleagues is, is what that was. Another solid week for John Rahm, who didn't look like he had his best stuff, which is scary because, oh, what did you, AC, what, do you, what did you think of, of Rahm's, Rahm's week where he probably just didn't quite have it and still was finished, finished third? Yeah, just he just pieced it together a little bit, didn't he? He didn't quite have it off the tee all week. He was just a little bit squirrely. But, yeah, kind of the second Sunday in a row, being the one at Tory as well, that he hasn't hasn't quite gone to plan. He hasn't quite been his best, but it just shows how tough he is as well. He just doesn't go away. And I think also just, yeah, how hard it is in that it kind of, I think there's just way too many trolls as well that, kind of they they call out people for being chokers or not playing well on the, under the gun but some days you just genuinely don't have it like ram we know how good he is closing out tournaments but it's just there's just the element of golf where it's like some days you pick up the club and it just doesn't feel good and you, you need a bit of luck as well mm. well i think you flip it on its head and say like the amount of times we saw that man playing out of the cactus or in the in the coarse sand, and you know, it seems as though it was nearly every hole, and then to still put himself in in the mix like he did, and um, you know, I can't remember what hole it was, but he nearly holed out on that back nine. Like he he gives himself a lot of almost free birdies, um, which which makes him pretty ominous too. It's yeah. Uh, I wouldn't read into it. He's he's back in a big way and probably wins a major in the, in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Anyone yeah, else want to shout out, boys? Yeah, a, a really good week for for Spieth. Um, gained over two strokes approach and lost lost half a stroke on the greens. Um, just one under on Sunday. Just wasn't his best stuff, but. T6 for him. Um, was it just more of the same from Jordan for you guys? Or what, what did you guys make of it? Because I, yeah, I didn't really know. Like, played some incredible shots as he always does. And then just his best friend, that putter, has just, it's not been there these these last kind of few months. Yeah, well, 51st in strokes game putting this week. So tough, that tough week on the greens. Whenever I looked, his speed was just way off. But, I think 
I think it's good signs for Spieth because if he's hitting the ball well, you know he's going to scramble. Obviously, the putter needs to turn up next time, but I think I think that's great signs because he has had a few pretty poor tournaments this year. Yeah, not much to add, really. He's a, he's a streaky guy and you know, one to keep an eye on, but he's pretty hard to get a read on. But, yeah, I'd say on the balance of of risk, you know, it's more upside skewed than downside for his for his year, I'd say. Yeah. Xander this week, uh, T10 with, with guys like Ricky, and um, I'm not really going to delve too much into Xander's game. He was exceptional off the tee, gave two and a half shots, but... Um, I want to talk to you guys about that rules that rules controversy when he was up against the tree. Oh, for, for those that didn't see it, he hit a ball off the tee and it was virtually hard up against a a, a tree in the in the desert. But there were these like kind of mogli holes behind the tree and that had, I'd say pretty obviously had been made by an animal. And he asked a rules official for a ruling and they said no um no play it as it lies and he asked for a second opinion and got the result got got relief and um made a score on the hole and it kind of it saved it and he and it, it came out i read somewhere that the the first rules official was like a virtually a rookie and the, the second guy had been around the traps, but what do you guys make of that sort of carry on? Like, do you think you just got to cop it the first time or? Uh, I, I think the onus has to be, be put on the tour here. One is, you know, backing your troops to send out there and that, you know, if, if the rumors are true and he's a, a genuine rookie, then, you know, maybe in a tight situation like that, don't put them under the gun. But secondly, I think they need to be harsher on, you know, like allowing a second ruling. And I think the players almost use it to their advantage. You know, I I didn't see this one specifically. But, you know, there's so many examples. And Bryson, you know, I know in in years gone by was was a huge culprit for it. Just... You know, taking advantage of what is some pretty soft enforcement from from the tour. Um, so, you know, look, maybe this you know, very idiosyncratic in that um, you know Xander was was correct in his his stance, but overall, I I think this occurs too much on on tour. You know, just cop it on the chin. It's a bit like getting a bad LBW, right? Like in, in clubbies or something. They happen, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, well, because it was more more rules debacles heading down the stretch as well on 16. Um, Scotty Scheffler getting relief from, from the grandstand. What do, what do you boys make of, of that as well? Like, is that just fair, fair play? There's a grandstand there or... Just... Yeah, I have a I have a take on this, boys, and I was kind of thinking it. about it while watching. And like, at the, like at the moment, Scheffler was entirely in his right to do what he did. Um, he didn't have a full swing; it was impeded by the grandstand. 
And so he's basically dropped it away from it and ended up with a full swing. But I was thinking about it and I was like, why can't it be a little bit like mini putt where if you jammed against the edge, you can you can use like a putter width uh, to get like some clear air, but you're still you're still going to have a little stabby stroke at it because you're not going to get your full putter stroke in. So I thought maybe, I don't know, I was kind of, my mind wanders watching golf and I thought like, why don't, they have like a marshal with like a 56 degree or something and he just places the ball like that far from the grandstand so you it affects your swing but you you get a little bit of a little bit of wriggle room and I actually I actually went into I actually tried it and I think a 56 would probably be about the right club for the for the marshal yeah <laughs> or or you have the option for your caddy to to get it to get a Swiss Army knife and cut a single line down the the tarp and and you have to make your make your swing go in the gap or you make it a hard surface you make the, the where the tarp is a hard surface so you have to turn around and try hit a trick shot off the off the grandstand just add another element oh that would be some great view you go Monty I like where I like where your head's at. Um, but I just think, you know, one, um, there are a lot of grandstands extremely tight to holes, particularly past the holes rather than left or right. So, you, you know, how often do you see guys with a bit of an adrenaline down the stretch and maybe get a bit of a flyer or take a bad hop just, just in the rough next to the green and then subsequently, you know, only two or three metres down the slope are, are up against a hill, which... You know, I know these guys are, are good and you know, technology is extremely advantageous for them. But I, there are instances where this could be a bit of uh, a bit of a grey area, which which makes it hard. But you know, in principle, I think I think we're onto something here. It's just uh, ironing out the kinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the brains oh, trust has got something. Yeah, another one would be maybe. I don't know, you could have like a drop zone, but it's just like like in the practice rounds, everyone takes a big divot out of it and then you drop it in there. So it's like a real shit lie, but you got to swing. <laughs> Interesting. I like the, the boys are coming up with solutions to the, to, to the, to the world's problems. But um, Monty, I want you to talk to me about the crowds and the, and the, the mixer. Yeah, yeah. No... Naturally, a, a bit of a numbers guy, so I thought I'd I'd get into it a little bit. How many how many people are going through here? How many beers are being consumed? What's what's the beer consumption per head per day? So, you know, don't don't quote me on these, but you know, according to the waste management open, around seven point two million beers have been consumed over the first three rounds, and over the four rounds in total, seven hundred and fifty thousand fans had been through the gates. So, you know, let's crudely assume 550,000 of those were through over the first three days, which equates to, on my maths, 13 beers per fan per day. And, that's you know, enough. of course, it's enough. And, of course, a few aren't going to drink. So let's say 10 or 15% don't drink. Then we're up to sort of 15, 16 beers per fan per day, um, which... 
you know, the atmosphere is is undoubtedly electric, fueled by uh, a bit of liquid courage, one would suspect. And la- you, know, you just la- love to see it. The loudmouth suit. Love to see it. Yeah, the loudmouth suit. <laughs> what do you, what do you boys, you reckon you boys could could get through? Is that, you, is that about your level over a three or four? Yang drink. Yeah, do, do Yang's drink middies? Yeah, I'll, that's what I want to know. Is, is there? Yeah. Are we drinking five percenters, or are we are we getting rat rotted, or or what? I reckon, I reckon uh, we're rolling some pretty road light four percenters, and okay, four percenters. The, the boys should be able to track on through. But I just, so who do you? I'd like to think I'd post reckon? similar numbers, but yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. That's some serious consumption, like stating it's the good. obvious. Yeah, it's seriously good cadence. Eh? I'd love to know what um, what peak was. You know, what, what's some rooster with a with a rig on a big casty getting through? During someone's someone's raising the bat half century, <laughs> or oh, I reckon someone might be raising the bat and the helmet over a three day period. Yeah, maybe. And a half. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Um, yeah, yeah, I reckon in a in a day someone's getting trapped in front and falling just short. I reckon maybe forty three <laughs> in a day. But um... <laughs> you love to see it. It's great scenes, and you know, oh, I just it just adds, adds something to the to the coverage. It was just mate, when they panned out there, you just oh yeah, they looked like they were having so much fun, which is great to see. <laughs> Did you see that guy take a tumble just in the corner of the screen? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that was good. I and I'm hate to know how many the... tumbles were made over the, over the <laughs> yeah. corner. Oh, be through the roof. The grass looked quite like that slippery dry too. Yeah, like yeah. a bit, bit, bit hard under the surface and <laughs> gets a bit greasy. A few, a few, a few skin knees, that's for sure. <laughs> well... well as much as we could talk about beer consumption and the party atmosphere, we'll, we'll, we'll digress. Um, the DP World well, Tour. While we're at it, uh, we've got a listener question here, and it's kind of on the similar theme to the consumption. Okay, just let me have it. So, so Bill sent in, rate the behaviour on the 16th at the WM Open out of 10. Should more events be like this? Well, it's, it's Monty, do you want to kick off? Yeah, I mean, ten out of ten in terms of in terms of the the behaviour. I I actually like it as a standalone. Um, you know, I I love it as I said, get around it, etc. But you know, it's earmarked in the calendar for this reason, principally. Um, so I, I think the novelty may begin to wear off. Should you increase that number to even maybe three a year? Um, you know, I, I imagine it attracts fans from, from out of state too, and you know, it's just got that traditional feel about it. So, um, love it, huge fan, but once and once only a year for me. Cal, you got any takes, mate? Yeah. I kind of agree that the novelty would wear off, but I don't think it could be. It needs to be just a standalone. I think we could, we could have it, even up to five times a year. Um, just 
but it'd have to be marketed properly and and stuff like like the Phoenix openers, and it'd have to be like kind of let the shackles off and let people let their hair down and really rip in. Like it can't be like what happened with the sevens and when the fun police step in and they still try to have that atmosphere and and you just can't because people aren't getting that lagered because they're not allowed and they're getting binned for skull and vessels. I just think the Phoenix Open do it right, but I think you can I think you could up that number to maybe five a year and in different parts and just let people cut loose. It's good fun. Mm. Yeah, I tend to side with Monty on that one. Just the novelty of it, I think, can only be a good thing. And I imagine it's on a lot of, particularly golf fans in America's bucket list. And if you kind of spread it around, then it might just kind of dilute the the party theme a bit. Mm. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, as I was saying before, boys, uh, we could talk about this all day, but we'll be able to, we better digress into some VP World Tour. Um, bit of an average week on the DV World Tour, the Singapore um, Classic. Um, Foxy and Dan Hillier. Well, Foxy a decent week. Dan Hillier missed the cut. But, um, boys, what did you think of... Um, Foxy's week, T17, and probably underachieving, which is um, probably saying something about how he's been playing if, if he's finishing in the top 20 and, and you're expecting more from him. It's a credit to how well he's played. I'd be interesting to hear your boys' takes on, on that. Yeah, well, uh, he'll be rowing that quad he made on the first day. They don't have a shot track of it, so I actually don't know how it kind of came about, which... I would love to know that, but yeah, to answer your question, I I have been disappointed with the start to the year. I think, particularly these last two weeks, they've been really weak fields, um, and I just expected him to put himself right in the mix of one of them, like final group, second to last group, something of that nature. But he's kind of backdoored both weeks, so I just hope he can just find those four rounds that he has kind of eluded him so far this year. No, I agree. I you know on the whole I'd say it's it's been a disappointing start to the year. I'd probably give him a, a five out of ten and he's a guy now who's you know on the back of of last year but then also you know consistently improving in the years leading up to that is is one where you know, I think we need to, to lift our expectations on a consistent basis. Um, and you know, thus far this year, we haven't we haven't seen anything amazing. It hasn't been been terrible, but um, you know, he's got a couple of big events in in the calendar. I think he's playing at at Bay Hill, um, obviously or Augusta. So, you know, if Here's hoping he can step up there because ultimately that's where the jury is still very much out how he can go under the gun in these big events. And, you know, he's still relatively untested. He's even closing a big event. He's been pretty shaky even in the in the ones he's he's won. So, you know, it feels as though he's a guy you, you sort of need a three or four shot cushion in a big event heading down, you know, in the last 18. He's... So 
you know, we want more. I want more. I I, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see how he how he fronts at these majors this year um, and those those events that he's in on the PGA Tour. I think that'll be a a proper kind of telling of of, of where he's at. Um, Oki Sturdum was the eventual winner of that um, event in Singapore this week from South Africa, his second win in about 15 starts. So a great start to his DP World Tour career. Um, boys, did you take anything out of anything else out of that DP World Tour event? Yes, I watched the last, I'm going to say five, six holes. So looked like a pretty interesting track. There was plenty of kind of areas to trip up coming down the stretch, but the biggest takeaway and what people were talking about is the final putt was probably some of the worst camera work I've seen in my life. Like he's got a, probably an eight footer to, to take it to a playoff and they just show his face the whole time. They don't even yeah, show the ball right. rolling towards the hole. It was bizarre. Yeah. I think it's just a genu- It was just a genuine error at the probably worst possible time of the tournament. For the camera crew, who tend to normally do a good job, but yeah, it was it was so bad. Um, was just going back to Foxy, just going back to Foxy, boys. The event was was clearly in Singapore. How do we think? You know, the the sweat brow or the chafing, you know, withstood the the heat and humidity of Singapore. Do you think? You know, potential chafing through the events, anything of that nature may have. They've had an impact for the big man, and maybe we're being a bit too harsh. <laughs> Chafe's been a huge um, factor in my um, golf game. Um, been known to been known to have bupanthin, um, some nappy rash cream in the in the pocket, especially in thirty six hole days such as the Hillary. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, it probably could it could hinder, but I don't I don't think it did. <laughs> There would have been some dark patches under the arm and on the back, I'm sure. <laughs> it did look like everyone was battling. They were, they were allowed to wear shorts that week. And tell you who has some white pungers is Bob McIntyre. They oh, have yeah. not seen the light of day. <laughs> get, out, get, out onto the, get out onto the sun bed. I'm actually, I'm actually sporting a pretty white rig at the moment, so... <laughs> It's a, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to pass judgment. Just something I'd, we, I'd also like to shout out over on the PGA Tour of Australasia is Michael Hendry getting the job done at the Vic Open at Thirteenth Beach this week. Um, I watched a fair chunk of that, and um, on on Sunday it was proper tough conditions. Like there were a few guys that got really really found out and got tested and um, Michael Hendry just bit down on his mouth guard and, and, and got the job done. Just even par to win, to win by five. Uh, really solid performance for him. So massive shout out to, to Michael Hendry. I think 75 grand in the back pocket, which is which is a nice a nice collect for him. That that wouldn't have been televised. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been televised over there, would it? It was it was televised here, so I caught a, a fair chunk of it. But yeah, I didn't see it anywhere. I think you can maybe catch it on like a stream, but no, I didn't see any. I haven't heard that name in a while, really. So good on him. Yeah, he'll be peaking for the New Zealand Open. A, a, another solid a solid performance for Nick Vogue, T eight. 
even par on on Sunday made him made him jump five spots into into the top ten. So a decent week for him. It'll be interesting to see where where his golf goes to this year, where he's going to test himself. Yeah, I wish they had a bit more coverage. I think I've said it before about kind of what the New Zealand pros are doing, where they're trying to qualify for. I feel like it's a real unknown. You can't find information on it anywhere. Yeah, it's hard. The Golf New Zealand um, the pages are really, yeah, they they don't give you a whole heap. And it was outstanding to what I really enjoyed watching watching it this week. Like, it played like quite easy, the, the, the creek course on the um, – on the first day, I know Ryan Ruffles shot 11 under, and then, but like these tiny greens on the beach course on Sunday, it was like there was a little bit of havoc. Michael Hendry pinned someone. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really good golf to watch. And a guy that impressed me as well is this, this lefty Elvis Smiley, finished in a, in a tie for sixth. Had, had a bit of a tough day on Sunday, but. I think he's going to be one to watch. He really swings the club beautifully. So keep an eye out for that. And a gun name too, Elvis. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see see where a few of these guys these guys end up. But we'll we'll move into our our playoff holes for this week um, and we'll kick off with, with teeing off. Monty, do you... Do you want to tee off first this week if you if you've got something? Yeah, I'd love to. I just want to reference how poor the New Zealand media is and how woke our our media is is becoming. You know, I could rattle off hundreds of examples over the last eighteen to twenty four to thirty six months, and it's somewhat embarrassing. Um, <laughs> You know, there's a war going on in Ukraine at the moment, and it's an isolated example. But it just—I think what I'm trying to say is that the quality of media and and sort of the way that it's going and the way that events are reported in New Zealand is is very low, and it, I think it it justifies some criticism. <laughs> that is that's a, what, probably the best thing I've had. That's just. <laughs> Monty off the back fence. Um, when I invited Monty on the pod this week, not once did I think um, woke was going to come and be in the vocabulary that I was hearing. The country's just going soft, isn't it, Monty? Yeah. Yeah. No, don't. It's going soft. Don't, I could go for hours here. Hey, Kids see, up. you go next, mate. I'm going I'm to ramble otherwise. I okay. see. You, 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 you tee off, mate. Well, this is actually, I heard this, I got this from my cousin, but it really frustrated me. So I'm not going to name the golf course, but we've both, we've all played there. Uh, So my cousin went there and they told them off for wearing ankle socks. They said they need to wear long white ones. Yeah, classic. They also, he had an American sports cap on. And it wasn't a snapback. It was just a like a flex fit, uh, like just had an American sports logo on it. And they also commented on that, saying that there wasn't a golf hat. And I was just thinking, like, like what are we doing here? Like, we're trying to grow the game, and you're nitpicking that. Like, both those things don't look untidy. I just thought that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I've, I've made my... 
thoughts pretty clear on dress codes on the golf course before, but yeah, that it, it is frustrating. I I don't like to hear that at all. Like I I a collar telling someone to put a collar on, I can yeah, that's that's, right. that's fair enough. Um, and I'm I'm all for the tradition in the games and game in some respects, but this is just so petty and over the it's, top. And and if an adult was doing it, they probably like. It sounds bad, but if an adult was doing it, they probably wouldn't have said anything. Oh, I agree. It's just it's just so short sighted, you know. Like if you look at who's who's paying the big membership fees in, in ten years' time, who's you know bringing generations behind them through. It's just it's just incredibly short sighted, and you hate to see it. Right? But equally, you know, look at how much golf fashion has changed. Like, look at what the pros are wearing now, contrary to what they were. Like it's Get up with the times a little bit too, like, you know, it's, and also like it's quite relaxing these days on tour. Um, yeah, and if you think about it, you know they were paying I think just under two hundred bucks, and they're telling you what socks to wear. Please, but like, oh. even you know that's just ridiculous. Oh, mate, that's just oh, I I, I really hate to hear that. Um, I'm taking off on something just pretty uh. First world problem, just poor coffees. I just, it's a shit way to start your day. And yeah, I just, I just can't cough it. I, it can't be that hard to make it. Like, here's me saying, like, but surely just refine your ability. And I know no one means to make mistakes, but I just, I can't cop like a bitter brew. Maybe it's the blender coffee that I went for that day. But, hey, I just think poor coffees. I'm teeing off on them. Did you even know about it? Well, no. Like, no, I would would never confront anyone about about that. Why is it acceptable to do that? What, way too acceptable to just... No, what age is acceptable to do that? <laughs> what start fronting people about their poor poor product? Um, yeah, I'm oh, I'm gonna say never. Like the day, the I day, agree. the no day. Age. Do, no age. Age is not. Ex- That's a real boomer ex- thing to do. Age is not an excuse to be going at a a barista that's probably on school holidays. Like, mate, I just yeah, I just it's it's not even that. Sometimes just. Like at home, you might get a bad batch of coffee. It, it can sometimes be non-controllable, so it might not be their fault. So, hey, but that's just what I'm saying off about. I just no one's real fault. I just can't cop having having a shit brew in the morning. But that's just me. Um, we'll move on to our tough scenes. You boys got any tough scenes this week? Yeah, it's a, it's not as hostile as my. Uh... I ting off, it's fair to say, but and we, we actually touched on it earlier. But Ricky Fowler today committed what could be argued as one of the most criminal things on on a golf course. You know, you hit this saucy 216-yard ace. Never made one in my life. But I'd hate to know how I'd feel if I was to then go and proceed to bogey my next two holes and, and give it all back. You know, that's... That's a roller coaster of emotions. I don't think I'd be willing to ride. So, you know, here's hoping that if I was to 
to make a one one day that I won't be making two bogeys subsequently. Um, but, you know, you just hate to see it, particularly for a guy who, after he made that one, was probably feeling, you know, like he could have had a chance with the golf tournament should a few stars aligned. Fair enough, mate. Uh, that really hurt my feelings as well. Yeah. It's really hard to see. Yeah, I I, I wasn't that, that a fan of it either. Um, AC, have you got a tough scene this week, mate? Yes, I do. Uh, so, cricket. Uh, so, so I guess uh, I'm trying to think how I can cut the story short. But so we're on a real tough wicket. Uh, it was it was a low scoring bludger. Uh, the opposition scored 155, so we had to chase in 42 overs. And so I I got a fairly, it was a fairly rough LBW. It wasn't a shocker or a howler by any means, but it was probably just missing leg stump, maybe clipping it. And our non-strikers had a bit of a bit of lip towards the umpire as he felt it was going down leg, which I kind of felt as well. And then so the umpires came up to me at drinks break and they're like, okay, um, you guys are under a warning. Um, he's been like officially coded. Uh, if you guys do any like more carry on, anything towards the umpire, we'll dock you five runs. And so I told the boys that like, if you get out, just be careful. Don't show any dissent or anything like that. We don't want five runs costing us. And... It was getting a bit dark and we felt that the light wasn't up to scratch. There's some dark trees behind the bowler and um, one of our hothead players has, has got bowled and he's proceeded to turn around and boot out his middle stump <laughs> and then he walks between the two because we were sitting, we were parked up kind of behind the pitch and then the umpire <laughs> like yells out to the scorer saying that's five penalty runs. And he turns around and goes, we don't give a F. <laughs> and then packed up his kit and drove home <laughs> before the game was finished. Oh, my God. And to top it off, he'd had two hours sleep because his, ba- his newly born baby was crying all night and the dog had gone into the cocoa powder that morning. It was just... <laughs> Oh, oh, just a real, t- just a real tough two, real tough twelve hours for the great man. Oh. <laughs> oh, it was, and it was so funny. Like we were just, obviously, like we were kind of grumpy because when he got out, we kind of n- knew we'd lost, but we were just losing it watching it. Like we were trying to be serious, but we were in tears watching him boot out his middle pole. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> um. I did have a tough scene, but I'm just not going to be able to top that, so I'll save it for next week. Um, and we'll we'll look look forward to the week ahead and the week of golf. Um, <laughs> that's so good. Um, Riviera, another designated event, and the Cats back, Tigers back, which is always going to boost audience numbers. Uh, Riviera, always a great spot, one of my favourite weeks on the calendar. Um Boys, what are you looking forward to apart from the cat? Are you just an, another good week of golf? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the golf. I I struggle with the media when Tiger's back. I really do. Like I like Tiger, but I find it just so over the top. Uh, so I'm not really looking forward to that part of it. I'm looking forward to watching Tiger play golf. 
but I'm not looking forward to going on Instagram. Yeah, I just hope the um, the coverage can, to that point, it can just be overwhelmingly Tiger. So I uh, don't get me wrong, I'd love love to see him hit nearly every shot, but if it's taking away from what's going on in the in the in the tournament, then yeah, no, thank you. And the the worst would be if he was to scrape his way through through the cut, and then uh, you know. <laughs> He's, yeah. he's taken away on the weekend too. Cal probably disagrees with us because I've never met such a tiger, Nuffy. Oh, I, yeah, I, I'm the the tiger coverage last year did get a bit old. Like I love watching all his shots, even when he's not really in contention. But you're right, it does it does get a little bit overdone. It was like I just got sad last year watching him limp around like that like I, I love him he's like my favorite athlete ever but I just I just it made me actually sad like watching like this great athlete just debilitated walking around like that PGA oh I just really hope that he he's a bit he's had a few more months under his belt and he's just a bit better on his feet than he was last year like <laughs> Obviously, it's never going to be perfect, but geez, that was that was so tough to watch. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, what would your be? What would your what would your pairings ideal pairings be this week? Would you go like a JT Tiger Rory, or would you mix it up a bit? What 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 do you think? And do you think that they could get Tiger on the AirPods this week, like they did to the last couple of weeks, or do you just think he will flat refuse? I don't think he'd do it, eh? I, I, reckon, I don't know. I don't know. I reckon he will. I reckon he would. I, he's, he's got that about him these days, you know. He's he's a man of the people these days. Yeah. Vocal vocal um, in the support of the tour. All these all these little things. I think he I think he'd consider it strongly anyway. Yeah, um, I hope he does. It'll be cool to see. Um what I'm interested to, to to actually see is how the PGA Tour bounce out of this two-week stretch of designated events. Just mm, did, did this week feel any different for you guys? I just think, like, that crowd looked way bigger than it ever has before, but I think – I don't think it was a designated event. I think it was, like, the Super Bowl was in town, like, people were mm, in town. Me and, too. Like, I just – It'll be interesting, like, Tiger's going to draw an extra X amount of people this week. So this this might also not be a fair reflection. I think when we get to the middle of the year and in the in the crux of it, I think that's when it'll, um, we'll know if it is a bit different. Well, I mean, I think it's a gun event, though. And, like, the, the leaderboard was outstanding. It's a good golf course. Notwithstanding the crowd, it's you know it's interesting, um, but I think just fans are going to have to slowly become accustomed to the slightly more cyclical nature of, of the tour. And to be honest, we watch so much golf. You know, I I don't know if it'll necessarily detract in any dramatic way, given you know there's still enough designated events, there's still the majors, so you know there will be. 
pigs and troughs, but I, I don't think it'll be as dire as what other pundits may think. No, f- fair enough, boys. Any any final thoughts? I loved the JT yeah. F-bomb. If anyone saw that. Yeah, that was great. What were you going to say, club throw. We'll have to see it. Oh, yeah, the yeah. club throw. That um, was good. I was going to say, one, one thing I didn't mention is at the very, very top, Charlie Hoffman. You know, that man loves a first-round lead, particularly at Augusta National. He's starting to trend a little bit. <laughs> if, if, you know, if he does it, don't say it and say it. So you might not right. hear hear from me on a weekly pod beforehand. So, you know, get around. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Well, well, boys, cheers. for This was a long one today. It was a good one. And I hope it pulled up all good. And cheers, guys, for tuning in. And um, we'll be back back next week to dissect the week that was at Riv. And um, look forward to, to getting in your, in your earbuds on your on your commute to work. So, Monty, thanks for thanks for coming down today, and uh, AC cheers as always, boys. I'll, uh, I'll I'll catch you catch you next time. Oh, yeah,